well, fuck a duck and a fox or something. It's me again, Chitvin. Yeah, and hey. I've got a batch full of fucked up stories for you. Yeah. We've skit-scatted together eight of these fucking things, so let's see how this goes. Yeah. Let's hope these skit-scats don't make your shit shat your brains out. This is Scatcast 44, and it's an all-new Nurse Fairy Rhymes Collection, part two. It's part two, yeah, from last week. That's right, we did it last week, we're doing it this week. Fucking A, come on. Yeah, we got Once it. again, I promise not to hammer you with the theme song, Chitvin. Thank you. I promise a couple curveballs, too. Okay. Don't just shit on it. Try not to shit on it. Sleep, sleep, little baby. Sleep, little baby, you sleep. Scatcast is here to harvest your fears and show you the horrors of life. It's Scatcast Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, fucking A, Chetrin, or fucking O if you got a big old hog. It's that time of week again where we delve into the stories of the past. And this week's story is about a tortoise and some ducks, and it's about vanity or some, I don't know. But here's another Aesop's fable, just in case the world was making sense to you. Here's some shit. Once upon a time, there was a little tortoise. Hey, I'm the tortoise. And as you know, a tortoise has its house on its back. I'm like an animal fifth wheel, so no matter how hard he tries, he can never leave home. I'm really kind of a homebody. <laughs> now, the story goes that the god Jupiter punished him because he was a lazy stay-at-home cunt that would not go to Jupiter's wedding. Come on, come to my wedding. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay home and watch the game. Oh, you are, are you? Then forever you'll be home. And Jupiter put a spell on the turtle. Hey, what the fuck? And forever he was going to be a really slow amphibious RV. What the fuck is this? Yeah, don't fuck around with the feelings of a god. And after many years of hauling his heavy-ass house around, the tortoise started to wish that he had gone to that wedding. How am I still paying property taxes on this shit? And then one day, when he was pulling his damn house, he looked to the sky and saw a flock of ducks, and he envied how they flew so freely. And he watched his neighbor the hair, and his other neighbor, the chipmunk, just run around freely and happily, seeing everything there was to see. Look at these happy fucking cunts don't know the weight of home ownership. And because the tortoise couldn't get anywhere or see anything, he started to feel very sad and disconnected. Fuck me, I want to see the world too. But there he was, with a giant house on his back and short little legs that could hardly drag him along. Come on, Jupiter, give me a fucking break here. He said, pleading to the god. Nope, this is what happens when you hurt my feelings. So the tortoise continued to drag himself along. This is some fucking bullshit. Until one day he met a pair of ducks. Look at this fucking creature. One of the ducks said to the other one, looks like big green poop with tiny little green poops coming out, the other duck said. Okay, what kind of duck are you again? What, they're a Russian duck. Whatever, what's your story, dude? The duck said to the tortoise. So there I was, the fillies in the World Series. And the tortoise told the story of Jupiter. Wow, that's why we ducks are atheists. That we ducks are into crystals. Yeah, check out this amethyst. And the three animals bonded over their sun and moon signs. I thought you were a Sagittarius. Yeah. And the animals laughed and laughed. And the ducks were like, well, fuck it, we can help you see the world. Really? The tortoise exclaimed. Yes, you'll be taking hold of the stick with your teeth and we will carry you up in the air. Yeah, you can see the whole countryside. Oh, that chipmunk's gonna shit himself with envy. There's one caveat, of course. The duck said, you better be quiet while you're up there or you'll be sorry. And the tortoise was excited. Yeah, how do you like me now, Jupiter? Go fuck yourself. And the tortoise seized the stick firmly with his teeth. And the two ducks took hold of each end of the stick and away they sailed. Up, up, up towards the clouds. This is fucking incredible. The tortoise said with a tear in his eye. But due to physics, neither of the birds could hear him because that's not how sound works. I'm the king of the world. The tortoise said as happy as he'd ever been. And just then a crow flew by. And he was astonished at the sight. And he flew up next to the ducks and he said, what in the fuck are you guys doing? And one of the ducks said, well, this is our friend the tortoise. We're giving him the bird's eye view. And the crow said, that's fucking dumb. This surely must be the king of tortoises. And the tortoise liked the way that sounded. And he began to say, why, yes, I am the king. But as he opened his mouth to say these foolish words, he lost hold on the stick and down he fell to the ground where he was dashed to pieces on a rock. Oh, boy, a little round piece of poop guy goes splatsky. Yeah, whatever he said. And the raven flew back to Jupiter because it was Jupiter's raven and Jupiter's a cunt thief. All right, so talking animals again, not a good thing. Definitely keep your eyes out for them. Obviously, gods are capricious cunts. You want to watch out for their fury. Also, it's probably unwise to trust ducks, even if they can't talk. And also, foolish curiosity and vanity often lead to misfortune. Have a fucking great week, chitrins.
You've chuckled along to Scatcast and allowed their dumb characters inside your brain. Dumb. I want to shit on it. Get the dick out. Kick that dick. Don't touch my beans. Now my name's Dick. Now why are we all talking about dicks? Now it's time for the Scatcast Network to evolve. Welcome to the brand new Scatcast Network Cooking Plus. Hey, welcome to Dr. Smokey's show. Eh? I have to serve mankind. Hey, Dr. Smokey prefers barbecue sauce. Eh? Now welcome to Cooking with Dave. We're doing deep fried roadkill anuses. Welcome to Abe's 10,000 Ways to Be. Well, I'm not one of the popular characters, but I absolutely know how to cook the best. Whatever, ever Everyone knows my show, Gunner Halifax, How to Use a Microwave, will be number one. I don't think so. I bet Liam and Albus's finer flavors of Marnia will kick ass. I'm thinking the Angus Blackburn Jr. post-apocalyptic food challenges are going to be sweet. I'll be punching zombies in the face and eating some meat. Yikes. Scatcast Network Cooking Plus. Because who the fuck cares about anything anymore anyway? Oh, we now return to Scatcast episode 40... Uh, 40-something. Oh, let's do some dabs. It's Scatcast Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. You know what time it is, Chichen. It's it's time to smash your childhood into pieces on a rock and learn the hard lessons of life through talking animals. This time we have another Aesop's fable. It's called the dog, the cock, and the fox. And in this case, the cock is a chicken and not your piece of crap stepdad. Let's embrace the hate. Once upon a time, there was a dog. Oh, dude, have you seen my tail? Oh, mm. fuck, there it is. And also a cock. Hey, stop chasing your tail, dog. Fuck, you're embarrassing yourself. And the dog and the cock were the best of friends. Oh, you kind of smell like the main ingredient of my kibble. Yeah, get your nose out of my ass. Yeah, you smell good, dude. And as friends, they very much wish to see something of the world. There's got to be something else outside of this fence of the farmyard. Dude, after I catch my tail, I will dig us out. And the dog dug a mighty hole. And they set out into the wide world along the road that led to the woods. Dude, we're actually doing it. It's just a puppers and his cock. And the two birds traveled along in the very best of spirits. And several hours went by without any adventures to speak of. They did, however, stop to poke at a turtle that had exploded on a rock. I wonder how this happened. Yeah, no, let's eat it. And both chickens and dogs will eat anything, so they did. Oh, are you gonna eat that? Yeah, that's a piece of shit. Oh, can I have it? Have it yeah. Dog's mouth has cleaned my ass. When nightfall struck, the cock looked for a place to roost. Hey, shit eater. What is it, cock bro? We should find some shelter. And the chicken spied nearby a hollow tree that he thought would be perfect. Hey, check that shit out. The cock said, pointing at the tree. You sleep in the hole and I'll sleep on the branch. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You're my best friend. Then the dog rolled up into a little ball and licked its testicles and ass for the rest of the night. Hey, your breath is really bad, the chicken said. Well, whatever. Good night, cock. Hey, good night, ass licker. And the two slept comfortably. But it was the first night away from the farm for either of them. And with the first glimmer of dawn, the cock awoke. And for a moment, he forgot where it was. For on the farmyard, his duty was clear to be a loud cunt at daybreak and wake all the other cunts up. So standing on his tiptoes, he flapped his wings and crowed lustily. <laughs> But instead of waking the farmer, he awakened a fox not far off in the woods. Uh, excuse me, fucking no, said the fox. Although I guess I know what I'm having for breakfast, it thought to itself. So it quickly hurried to the tree where the cock was roosting and said very politely, A hearty welcome, my dear cock, to our woods. It's an honor to meet you, sir. Uh, yes, hello. I can't tell you how nice it is to see you here this early in the morning. I am for certain a morning bird. Right, well, I'm quite sure that we will become the closest of friends. And the chubby cock started to blush. I feel highly flattered, kind sir, replied the cock with a bit of a smirk. If you will please just go around to the door of my house at the foot of the tree my porter will let you in and the fox thought to itself I'm gonna eat some chicken I'm gonna eat some chicken and the hungry but unsuspecting fox went around the tree as he was told stupid fucking chicken yum 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 chicken and as soon as the door opened the dog was on him and ate the fox and the dog and the cock became a serial killing duo that ravaged the midwest the end alright so let's try and unpack that one I'd say sometimes your heroes can be the bad guy again fuck talking animals that's very important also never let a dog lick you in the face 
because their tongues are in their butts a lot, and also those who try to deceive may expect to be paid in their own coin. Bye, chitrons. Scatcast 44 will be right back after these fucking messages, bitches. Angus, don't call the listeners bitches. They like that shit, Dave. I highly doubt that. It's empiricals, Dave. Hi there, nameless, faceless, valued customer. I'm a generic, non-threatening white person with very white teeth, and I'm here on behalf of Walmart to say, sorry. Yeah, we kind of killed the Ma and Pa stores, but you're the ones that shopped with us. We didn't put a gun to your head, and they were really expensive anyway, and they didn't give a fuck about child labor laws when it came to their kids, who you know they would put in charge, and then said kids would run the business into the ground. At least that's what we think, but we're not here to point blame at ourselves, or you, because we know that pisses you off. But just like the big box stores killed the Ma and Pa's, online shopping's killing the box stores, and we here at Walmart are fucking terrified. You guys don't want to leave your homes anymore, and you want 24-hour shipping or less, and so thanks to your shopping habits and our desire not to go out of business, you've left us with only one option. Introducing the new Walmart People Boxes and People Shelves. What? Fuck it, come live with us. We're adding on tens of thousands of square feet for you to move in. Amazon offers 24-hour shipping. Fuck them. Instant. Achieve instant shipping by moving into our stores. The all-new Walmart People Boxes will satisfy the living standards of one human being. Not applicable in certain states. And the all-new Walmart People Shelves will accommodate a family up to as many as you can cram in that motherfucker. Nice. Walmart. We know the economy sucks and it's not gonna get better. <laughs> We're paying for most of these cunts to be in charge and this is the best they can do. Trust us. So come move in. Our box store is your box store. We'll put in some grass in the parking lot or some shit. Live inside Walmart. Experience instant shipping. Meet some pretty interesting new people. And save on our everyday low prices. Why leave the store at all when you're here six times a week anyway? True. Walmart people boxes. Walmart people shelves. It's the future and you know it, whether you like it or not. Walmart. Fuck it. Just live with us. What? We'll take care of you forever. Welcome to the cartoon dystopia you deserve. Hail Satan. Hey, now back to Skycast 44. Hey, hey. The only podcast in the world with its own beard and ball hair oil for humans. Hey, that's right. Available at Skycast.com. It's Scott Kessner's Free Rise. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, hello, chitchens. I can't think of a better fairy tale than electing people to rule over you and thinking that's good. But it does sound better to say represent and to vote. And I hope your vote made you feel good. In the spirit of that, here's a nurse fairy rhyme called The Elephant and the Donkey. Garbage in, garbage out. Once upon a time, there was an elephant. Excuse me, I'm an elephant coming through. And he was the most powerful animal in the zoo. Hey, nice to see you. And the other powerful animals of the zoo, like the tigers and buffaloes and shit, they supported the elephant for leader of the zoo. Hey, whatever we can do, said one of the animals. I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back, said another corrupted animal. You decide. And so the elephant and his powerful friends began to plan their campaign to run the zoo. But deep within the Chitrin's petting zoo within the zoo, oh, yeah. another candidate was being groomed. Or brushed, maybe. Oh yeah, right there, that's the spot. It was the donkey. Um, yeah, or something. And the donkey also thought it could be in charge of the zoo. I'm going to fundamentally change the zoo. The donkey said to all the other animals that could hear him, then I'm going to fight for you, the little animal. And that message resonated with all the animals that people didn't give a fuck about at the zoo. And so the less powerful animals put their support behind the donkey. Nice. But running elections was difficult and expensive. And the donkey knew that he needed a few powerful animals to back him as well. And the powerful animals like the lion and cheetah and shit, they were like, all right, we'll play both sides against the middle. Nice. And so the donkeys had powerful animals as well. And the elephant was like, fuck, they got the powerful animals and the will of the common animal. And so the elephant, with the help of an intellectual squirrel, yeah. worked tirelessly to convince many of the animals that they too could be powerful and that people would pay to see them. You too can have fans like the lion or the seals. And the zoo was divided. I think I could be as popular as the lion, said the sloth. All animals should have equal billing on all sides, said a giraffe or some shit. And just before 
election day, the animals had a debate. I'll feed all of you and we'll share in our prosperity, said the donkey. I'll protect all of you and you can be whatever you want to be, said the elephant. And that's when the attack ad started. My opponent will let outside animals come and steal your food. My opponent only cares about food portions for the popular animals. He wants to destroy the zoo. He hates babies and old animals. That donkey is corrupt. That elephant's a cunt. And they were both right. And so went the battle until election day. And while only about half the animals came out to vote, when all the votes had been counted, and the elephant and donkey teams were standing together in their selected headquarters, the results were finally announced. The winner was the owners of the zoo. Because unbeknownst to the animals of the zoo, the zoo was shut down, everything had been sold, and all the animals were scheduled for termination to be used as hot pocket meat. The end. Okay, I'm pretty sure that wasn't Aesop's fables. It was hardly even a story, more of a diatribe. But let's see if we can unpack that. Government is dumb and obsolete, and people promise shit often that they can't deliver, and ideologies often miss the bigger picture. Also, again, fuck talking animals. Bye, children. Yikes. Hey, scriptkeeper here. Ugh. I just want to say thanks to all my bosses in the litter box. Every fucking week with you. I just want to say thank you real quick for taking the time to be a $1 littermate. Or a $5 scat cat. Even worse. At the $5 mark the scat cat, you can ask for a multi-pass. Extra shit content. And you immediately get 40 episodes of the Inside Scooper. It's our shitty Monday show. There's tons of behind-the-scenes cast meeting shit. Somewhere around episode 20 or 21, we'd start doing little mini skits cats of Gunner Halifax and Liam the Monster Hunter and Dumb. post-apocalyptic and shit. And every week, Mrs. Scriptkeeper and I, we go way too deep into our lives. I do like the chicken updates. The chickens are so cute. But anyway, thanks to my bosses, you're the audience for that show. And those exclusive little three-minute skitscats inside the Inside Scooper? Terrible. Those will be the first cartoons. So thank you guys. Please stop. We now return to the dumbest podcast in the history of dumb podcasts because you make bad decisions. Episode 44. We think your decisions are great. No, we think your decisions are great. <laughs> yep. It's Scott Kessner's Fruity Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Let there be more nurse fairy rhymes, chitrins. Let them fill your brain meat with sweet nuggets of goodness. And let these talking animals guide you to morality. Here's another Aesop's fable called The Eagle and the Jackdaw. And a jackdaw's a little cunty bird, just in case you were wondering. Let's get the fuck in this story. Once upon a time, a little jackdaw, I'm a cute little bird, was watching his buddy the eagle, flying so majestically. Wow, what a beautiful bird. The jackdaw said, impressed. Oh, you're making me blush. The eagle said, look at that form. The jackdaw admired. Oh yeah, check this out. The eagle said as it dove from the sky and grabbed a huge <laughs> ram in its talons. Hey, hey, let me go. That was the plan, furry little food. And the eagle dropped the ram onto some rocks, killing it, and thus making an easy dinner. Well, that's how that's done, the jackdaw said. And he got it in his crazy mind that he could do the same. Hey, eagle, check this shit out. And with much rustling of feathers and fierce hair, the jackdaw dove from high in the sky. Here I go. And he came down swiftly on the back of a large ram. Oh, fuck. But when he tried to rise again, he found that he was a weak little ass bear. Oh, fuck. And besides giving himself a little whiplash, he couldn't get away because his claws were fucking tangled in the wall. And so far was he from carrying away the ram that the ram barely even noticed him. Hey, what's going on back there? Well, I'm going to carry you off and eat you. Okay, sounds good. And the ram just continued chewing on grass. Now, the eagle had seen the whole thing, and he chuckled to himself. Fucking jackdaw with an ass. But another witness to the event was a farmer. What kind of dumb fucking bird does that kind of thing? The farmer said to his chitrons. I'll be right back. And the farmer went up and grabbed the bird. Oh, let me go. And the farmer clipped the bird's wings, threw him in a cage, and gave him to his dumb chitrons to neglect. And that evening, the chitrons asked him, What a funny bird this is, father. What do you call it? Why, that my chitron is a jackdaw. But if you should ask him, he would say he's an eagle. And for many years, the jackdaw stayed in that cage. Oh, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. Until one day, one of the chitrons left the door open trying to feed him. And he burst out of the cage. This is my chance. And he flew as hard and fast as he could. Come back, jackdaw. The chitron said as he watched the jackdaw slam directly into the window, breaking its neck and then quickly being eaten by the family dog. No, and everybody was sad except for the dog and the eagle. Being an eagle's fucking tight for the end. Alright, so I think the morals of that one are pretty simple. Try not to let your vanity make you overestimate your powers. Also, be careful when you're feeding your birds because they don't like being in cages. Also, try not to be something you're not just because it looks cool. Don't be a fucking
fucking poser, chitrons. See you next fucking time. More nurse fairy rhymes, saith the cunt. <laughs> I mean, like how you use the word cunt all the time. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> That's also very juvenile. I know that you're calling me a cunt in another stupid way. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, well, well, I'm sorry to my mama. <laughs> I really don't like this show. That's fair. Can you believe how many of these are fucking our chitrons? Let's do some more life lessons through dead animals. This is a very familiar story of a chitron who learns his lesson the hard way. And it's a pretty harsh lesson. It's another Aesop's fable, and this one's called The Shepherd Boy and the Wolf. Yes, it's that boy and that wolf. Let's get it. Once upon a time, there was a chitron. Let's call him Timmy. I'm Timmy. Yeah, we get a Timmy. Shut up. Now, Timmy. Timmy was a shepherd boy, and he tended his master's sheep near a dark forest not far from the village. Ah, I'm bored. And old Timmy found his life in the pasture very dull. I wish something cool would happen. But nothing cool ever did happen unless you thought watching <laughs> sheep have sex was cool. <laughs> Gross. So all he could do to amuse himself was talk to his dog. Who's a buddy? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And he could play his harmonica. He also found himself jerking off a lot. Hey, that's perfect. We've all been there. There's no shame. So one day after punching his pastrami, he sat in a grassy spot next to his dog and was watching the sheep. This is so fucking boring. He said to the dog, who seemed quite content to be licking his bowels. Gross. But the boy was just jealous. No. And to keep his mind off his raging hormones, he thought of the wolf. Oh, what if I see the wolf? He thought to himself. But then he thought to himself. What if I pull an epic fucking prank? For his master had told him to call for help should a wolf attack the flock. <laughs> and the villagers would drive it away. Oh my god, this is going to be so funny. The boy said to the dog, but the dog whined and shook his head no. Now, don't worry, it's gonna be funny. So the boy ran to the edge of the forest, and he looked for anything that looked remotely like a wolf. And just then, a little bunny hopped by. Oh, that's perfect. And the boy started running frantically. He screamed towards the village at the top of his voice. Wolf! Wolf! And as he expected, the villagers rallied. Immediately when they heard his cry, they dropped their work and they ran. Well, here for you, boy. Where's the wolf? Yeah, where is he? We'll save where you. Is it? But when they got there, they found the boy doubled over and laughed. Oh, you piece of shit. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're a bad boy. And the bad boy loved the attention. Oh my god, that was so funny. They're so fucking stupid. He said to himself. I bet they're so stupid they'd do it again. The boy said to the dog, and the dog again <laughs> shook its head no. Whatever, dog. It's going to be epic. And so a few days later, the boy once again shouted wolf. Wolf! And the villagers once again ran to help the boy. Where's the wolf? Oh, fuck. Son of a... You were a little fucker. Man, what do you expect? His dad's an asshole, too. Little fucker doesn't understand economics. Time is money, a little ass. And the boy laughed even harder this time. <laughs> oh, you think it's fucking funny, do you? Is it still legal to beat neighbors' children? You know, I'm not sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And after chasing the naughty chitron for a bit, the villagers went back to work. That kid just ain't right. Oh, I hate kids. And then one evening, as the sun was setting behind the forest and the shadows were creeping out over the pasture, a wolf really did spring from the underbrush and fall upon the sheep. Go oh, fuck, go oh, fuck. And little Timmy was scared as fuck, and he ran to the village shouting, Wolf! Wolf! But the villagers had heard that shit before, and they didn't run to help little Timmy. I don't care if there is a wolf, fuck him. Seriously, fuck him and his family. Who's not fooling us again? And that night, the wolf killed many of the boy's sheep, and then came back and finished off the kid. Wait, what? And when they tried to hunt that wolf down, it killed a lot of them people. And this wolf was named King of the Forest, the end. Alright, so I'm not sure about that last part, but I think we know the moral of this story. Boredom leads to bad decisions, so keep some shit in your life. Get a couple hobbies or some shit. Also, those poor children before video games, fuck me. Oh yeah, and don't become a liar, because people won't believe you even when you're speaking the truth. Bad children. Scatcast episode 44 will be right back after these messages. Well, tell them about our show on Thursdays, dude. Oh, the guitar's going too fast. I gotta tell them, man. No, we're going to commercial right now. Hi there. What? I'm Richard McDickface. Okay. And I'm running for senator of your state as an independent. Gross. I'm not here to bullshit you. Right. I was one of those guys that was pushed to be the best he could be. What? Just turns out I don't have a whole lot of talent. Nice. But I still strive to be more than some jerk-off 9-to-5 asshole like you. Whoa. I strive to succeed. So and now, I'm the owner of 
have several multi-million dollar business ventures. Sure, sure my parents bought them for me. But you try turning $10 million into a fortune you can live on. Right. Anyway, I'm not here to lie to you a whole bunch. Sure. In fact, I'm going to shoot straight-ish yes. with you right now. We in the government don't really like you. We know. Most of the people you elect are members of my yacht club, and we talk about it. Cunts. You guys are barely civilized. Thanks. And certainly not capable. Right. You need to be led by people like us, no. or you all die. No. Kill each other, probably. Right. We're the backbone of society. And as the backbones of society, we see you guys and go, fuck, you guys are terrible. We gotta buckle down on these shitheads right here. No. That's why if you elect me, I'll buckle down on the shitheads that you like the least. What? But I'm being real with you right now. We think you suck. No. And you do suck. Look at no. you. But that's why I'm qualified to rule you. No. Because I do not suck, obviously. Yes, you do. Plus, I'll call you a cunt if you want. That's no. the kind of guy I am. No. Seems like you guys like that shit, I'm and really? I'm happy to oblige. I'll do it on your fucking Twitch account if you want. I don't care. I'm hip as shit. No. I will only bullshit you if I can profit from it. Right. So here's the deal, dipshits. What? Government is designed not to help you. Right. It might seem like it's designed to help you, but it does not help you. Okay. It's designed for people like me to have power over you. And believe me, I look forward to ruling you. No. Doesn't matter what team you're on, None. a fart is a fart. And in that analogy, government is shit in the bed. So what I'm saying is the government is a monopoly of force, and that force is not for you. Okay. We don't even fucking work for That's you. That's true. Fuck, our policies lead to war, economic turmoil, and lifelong enemies. You want to talk about boom and bust? No. We're the fucking war machine, motherfuckers. No shit. If you really think about it, you signed up for this shit with like a baby foot. I think somebody signed your documents with your baby foot. Think no. about that. Can you sign any other documents that way? Jesus. But that's why I want to be your senator. No, thank you. I will up front call you a piece of shit. No, thank you. But also the benefits are amazing. You should see our health care plan. They will wrap my fucking pills in gold and shove them up my ass for me. Yikes. Plus I have a few felonies and several DUIs I'd like to get cleared up off my record for myself. What? Then do some insider trading. What? But that's none of you poor people's concerns. What? But don't worry, when I'm a senator, I will continue to vote for the Patriot Act. No. I will continue the NSA program to collect all the dick pics what? in America. And no. I promise to help this country bomb two or three underdeveloped no. countries per year no, no. and then never talk about it. But I'll tell you what I won't do. I'm not going to get up here and pose with my rancorous wife that I constantly cheat on yeah, or no. talk about my drug-addicted shithead kids or the fact that my creepy blue blood veins are filled with kings, slave owners, and war criminals. Yikes. Instead, I'm going to offer you something that you like better, no. platitudes. No. So I will fight for you. No. I'm going to make change for you. No. I'm on your side. No. And I would never hurt you because I love you. No. So vote for McDickface for Senate no. because you know where I stand with my friends in Washington and our boots on your faces because yeah. we're obviously better than you. No. All right, so at least we'd like to stand on your faces with our boots. We'll get there. We'll get there. Vote for me. I'm Rich McDickface, and I approve this message. Paid for by the Dumbfuck Committee to elect Dick McDickface. And now back to Skagcast, episode 44, home of Liam the Monster Hunter and other pigeon-based comedy. <laughs> it's Skagcast Nursery Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. And here we are with yet another story. And this time we go to Brothers Grimm. So you know a whole bunch of motherfuckers are dying in this thing. But we feel at this point you chitrins can handle it. Yeah. This story is called The Pack of Ragamuffins, Chitrins. Ragamuffins. And it's got a talking car. Let's learn some harsh lessons. Once a upon a time there was a cock. Hey, what's up? And also a hen. Fucking sexy hen. And they were out doing cock and hen things and the cock said to the hen, it's now the time that our nuts are ripe so let's go to the hill together and for once eat our fill before the squirrel takes it all away. Because squirrels are everyone's problem. Yes, we should go at once and have some pleasure together. She said, batting her little dinosaur eyes. Come here, give me some of that beak. Oh, you like that? Oh, you like that shit? You know I do. And like love was in the air or something. Now touch my cloaca. You touch my cloaca. And they went away together to the hill. I'm having such a lovely time. Fuck yeah, give me some more beak. And they stayed till 
evening, just having fun, partying, drinking, eating, doing the sexy time. And I don't know if it was because they had to eat until they were too full, or if they had had too much sexy time so that they couldn't walk anymore, or maybe just because they were too proud. But they decided they could neither fly nor walk home. I need to be carried home. I'm not doing that, but I could build you a cart. And so the little cock made a carriage made of nuts and nutshells, like sticks and leaves and shit. What? It's pretty good. I don't fucking have thumbs. And when the little nut cart was ready, what? With its little nut wheels, they're fucking round. The little hen seated herself in it and said to the cock, "When you're ready to harness yourself to it, I'm ready to go." And the cock was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I'd rather be basted and battered and dipped in eleven secret herbs and spices." Well, then I don't see the point of a nut cart. And so the two little feathered dinosaurs argued, "I'll fucking drive the thing, but I'm not gonna fucking pull it." I touched your chicken dick. And it was around that moment that a duck saw him. Hey, what the fuck? We also saw that those cunts ate his nuts. Hey, those were my nuts. My balls. We ate some duck nuts. I thought you said they were your nuts. Yeah, well, I beaked your cloaca. And the duck attacked the cock with his open beak. Oh yeah, but the cock was not idle. Fuck no. Nay, he fell boldly on the duck. Take that, you fucking cunt. And he dug his nasty cock spurs right into the duck's neck. Look, uncle, I give up. Damn fucking right you do. And as a duck begged for mercy, the cock had a great idea. Well, you can pull my nut cart. And so the duck strapped itself into the harness and pulled the nut cart. Fuck yeah, I told you this would work. Yeah, we've been out here all night. Man, whatever, it's working. And now the little cock seated himself on the box and was the coachman. And he yelled to the duck, Move that duck-ass duck, I want to get home as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah, son yeah, of a bitch, beat me. I told you it worked. And when they had driven part of the way, they came across two strangers. Uh, hey, you guys. What is that, duck? Why are you slowing down? No, there's these two. There was a pin and a needle. Hey, I'm pin. Yeah, he's pin. I'm needle. And so there's talking knitting equipment, I guess. Hey, please give us a ride, sis. Yeah, we need rides. Yeah, it's gonna be duck soon, sis. Yeah, it's scary out here. They pleaded. And since they were a pin and a needle and quite thin folk, the cock led them both into his nut cart. I'll let you in under one condition, he said, holding up his little feathers. Please don't step on our feet. Oh, we'll be careful. Okay. Yeah, we'll be careful. And so their little traveling gang had a groan. And late in the evening, they came to an end. And since they were sick of riding the nut cart, I'm sick of this shit. Seriously. And the duck was tired of pulling it. Yeah, fuck you guys. Just kill me. They went into the inn and tried to make some arrangements. Who the fuck are you? The innkeeper said as he saw the motley crew. I'm just a cock with a hen with a duck with a needle and a pen. And the guy was like, what the fuck is in the water around here? And the host made many objections to them staying in his inn. Get the fuck out. But the cock was tired of riding in his nut cart. He didn't care that he was not a distinguished person nor that the inn was full. Look, dude, I'm just a little cock and my hen here. She and I will cuddle and we'll cuddle this fucking duck. Why not? And this pen and the needle, well, fuck, they don't take up any space. I don't need bird shit everywhere. And the cock thought to himself, well, he does have a point. I will shit everywhere. But he thought fast and he said, look, dude, if you let us stay here, we'll give you this egg, which the little hen has laid on the way. All right, I do like eggs. And we'll give you this fucking duck who also lays eggs. Now, lucky for you, I am female and do lay eggs. And she'll lay one every day. Well, that does sound pretty good. And the innkeeper agreed to one night. I'm keeping my eyes on you, he said. Fucking weirdos. And then he got drunk and fell asleep. But now the cock and the hen and the duck and the needle and the pen, they had themselves a fucking hell of a time. They partied the fuck down. They feasted and they rioted and they did weird sexy shit. Kink, shameable shit. And they fell asleep in liquids that oh. cannot be described here today, chicken oh, that was fun. Yeah. Basically chicken jizz. Now lots of it. And when they awoke in the morning, instead of bringing the egg to the innkeeper as they promised, they cracked that shit open and ate it. And they threw the shell all over the place like cunts. And then they snuck over to the needle. And there was a heavy sleeper and it was still sleeping, so they stuck it into a chair, which happened to be the landlord's chair. Yeah, fuck yeah. Then they grabbed the pin, which was also still sleeping, and they put it inside the landlord's tower. Fuck that motherfucker. Seriously, beak my tits. Wait, we don't have tits. Wing me. And with their vengeful booby traps laid, the two chickens just flew away like they could have in the first place. Uh, see ya, sucker! Now the duck saw this and was like, fuck this shit, I'm just gonna leave too. Seriously. And it did, because it's a fucking duck. Now when the innkeeper awoke, oh, my head. he went through his normal routine. He itched his butthole, combed his hair, and washed his face. And when he reached for his towel to dry his face, Mr. Pin woke up. What the fuck is this? And he slashed the innkeeper across the face. Oh, and the innkeeper ran into the kitchen and he wanted to light a pipe. I need some fucking drugs. And as he sat down into his chair to light his pipe, Mr. Needle poked him right in his poop hole. Excuse me. And that night he burned his end 
to the ground to collect the insurance money and moved away to Florida. The end. All right, then. Well, I think the whole point of this story is not to trust strangers, especially strangers that you might call ragamuffins, which I guess are just weirdos. So basically, Denny's business model after 9 p.m. Also, I guess you can make carts out of nuts, but as always, if an animal talks to you, run the fuck away and don't trust them. Bye, chitchens. Oh, fucking A, Steve. This is the most skitscats we've ever put into one show. So? Well, there's still fucking more. Terrible. I don't know, Steve. I feel pretty... Dumb. No. Idiotic. Nah. Weight measured and found lacking. What? I was gonna say more excited, because I had a blast. Garbage. There's still more nurse fairy rhymes go. It's got cuss nursery rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Alright, this one's gonna be fucking weird. There's another one from the brothers Tim and Steve. And it's really not gonna help anybody learn about anything. It's probably even a piss poor way to waste your time. But fuck you and your cranial meat chitrins. This one's called The Wizard, The Knight, and The Pigeon. Yeah, it's that pigeon. There we go. And once upon a time, in a place called Marnia, from the small town of Shirington, Shireville, lived a knight. Yeah, they've met me before. Now, though he was given the title of knight, he was knighted by a drunken king two towns over. Yeah, he did nick my ear a little bit. So this knight was largely unproven. I went through knight school, and then one day while he was visiting his mother, he noticed a wizard was leaving the house while he was entering. Oh, hey there. The wizard said, yeah, who are you? My yeah, name's Bill. I'm an insurance seer. But the knight knew that that man was the wizard. That lion-ass wizard. But he really wondered what the fuck he was doing leaving his mom's house. Mom, who the fuck was that guy? Yeah. And as time went on, the knight fell in love with a beautiful maiden named Velveeta. Loved him boobs. But the knight was kind of a jackass. Now, hold on. And he didn't have his shit together. You know, our normal narrator already gives me a lot of shit. Yes, I do. Yeah, ignore me. What the fuck? And so the knight decided he needed to start hunting monsters. Well, I mean, it is Marnius full of that shit. Ignore me, you idiot. Right. And so he began fighting monsters in his neighborhood. First, there was a little gremlin that kept stealing beer. Ah, gremlin. Yeah. Then there was a rogue band of dark fairies that kept putting holes in laundry. Come here, you flying cunts. Fuck yeah, I could be a monster slayer. He thought to himself, come here, you little fucker. And then finally, he slayed an animal that was actually a threat to someone. Holy fuck, there's an orc. An adolescent orc had stumbled near Shirington, Shireville. Hey, I don't mean any harm. I just got lost. Can you help me find my way? The orc said as Liam approached, fuck all orcs. The knight said as he sliced the head off the orc. Oh, fuck yeah. And so the knight's confidence grew. I am basically a monster slayer at this point. But he wasn't, because a slayer in the land of Marnia was a specialized warrior that dedicated decades to the art of monster slaying. Yeah, I killed an orc. He said to everyone he met, call me Liam the Orc Punisher. And most everyone in Shirington, Shireville, thought Monster Hunter Guy was a dick. Oh, come on, but I killed an orc. It was a baby orc. You're a fucking monster. Oh, come on. And over time, he killed more quote-unquote monsters in the area. I die, you demon raccoon. Hey, stop, mister. Oh. That's just a regular raccoon. Oh, I even met a half-man, half-elf named Daedriel. Dude, who braids your hair? Well, actually, I do it myself. And together, he and Daedriel went out and did a whole bunch of dumb shit. Dude, we should go to the orc woods and kill more orcs. He posited a road trip, bitches. And the two traveled north, each riding the nicest horses that they could afford. Daedriel rode a beautiful stallion of white while the knight rode a donkey. Yeah, but I named him Shadowfax so he sounds cool. After a long ride, they camped near the town of Buckethead, and Daedriel looked to the sky and said, Red sky at night, orcs will be your plight. Okay. Red sky in the morning. Watch your fucking back for orcs, because we're in orc country. Take warning. Right, well, we're here hunting orcs, so. And the two camped for the night, tethering their stallion and donkey to a tree. Yeah, good night, Daedriel. Uh, good night, Liam. And the two went to sleep, but when the knight awoke, he found that Daedriel had disappeared. Where the fuck? And the stallion and donkey were gone as well. Got and also that he was surrounded by orcs. Nice, ugly fuckers. But instead of killing Liam, the orcs took him back to their little orc den and tossed him in a little dungeon to be eaten later. Ow, fuck, you don't have to push. And it was there in the bowels of the orc camp, deep within the earth, that Liam heard a voice. Hey, what you in for? Who said that? Liam asked.
burst into the darkness. Oh, hey. What are you? Just a talking horse. The talking horse said. I don't mean to be rude, talking horse, because I've never met a talking horse before. Okay. But you have shit everywhere in here. Yeah, I'm a horse. I, I mean everywhere. I've been in here for like a week. And the two became fast friends. Now go fuck yourself, oh, Liam. Whatever, dick. And eventually they came up with an escape plan. I got it. And it basically consisted of the knight laying on the ground. Here I go. Pretending to be sick. And yeah. when an orc came to check on him, the horse kicked him in the face. Yeah, and then the knight rode the horse out of the fucking kill. Go, go, go. I'm going. Well done, horse. And the knight said. Well, I'm your horse now. And the two rode off with the knight thinking of his friend Daedriel, not knowing what became of his half-elf, half-human fate. Fucking Daedriel's fucking dead. I should probably go look for him or some shit, but he never did. Instead, he went to see his mom. Yeah, hey, mom. And once again, the wizard was leaving. Hey, what the fuck? Oh, hey there, sport. The wizard said, ribbing the knight. I'm looking good, kid. Yeah, I was just in an orc prison for several days. Right, well, here's a shekel. What the Give fuck? your mom my regards. Whatever. And the knight explained his situation to his mother, and her solution was banishment. Wait, I gotta leave Shirington Shireville? Yeah. And so the knight, accompanied by his talking horse, you don't own a brush by chance, do you? But what now? Prepared to set out into the big open Marnia and find his fortune as a slayer so that one day he could have enough money to come back and win back his love, Velveeta. Right, something like that. And then blah, 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 the wizard joined. His mom asked me to. And then blah, 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 they did some stuff. Goddamn. Then they made a slayer guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, hey, I'm an actual slayer. Yeah, but your name's Barfield. Then the wizard, dragon semen, turned the guy into a pigeon. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Does this story have a point? That's what I've been saying for a year. I mean, I'm flipping through this and there's really nothing to speak of that, I mean, who cares? What are you talking about? I've been on like three odysseys. And Barfield's pretty much ridden all of Marnia of dragons. <laughs> I killed a couple bridge trolls. They were municipal workers. Like a demon fawn. <laughs> Those were just regular fawns. We've been in like five or six wars. I took my brother to demon hell over the ruins of Dork. Right, so blah, 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 they did some stuff. God damn it. And then one day after a long journey, likely having something to do with spider eggs or dragon semen. What, that's a wizard's go-to shit? The knight and his gang, which now included two hobbits, a bard, and a baby bridge troll, Wait, returned what? to Shirington Shireville. Holy fuck buckets. Only to find everyone dead and everything on fire. What happened? I smell orc assholes, Liam. The horse said, whose superpower, by the way, was identifying animals by their assholes. It's a smelly gift. And so basically, Velveeta died, Liam's mom died, everyone's hopes and dreams were destroyed, and it was all caused because Liam cut the head off of a fucking little baby orc. He was an adolescent orc. Right, but the point of this story is he had it coming. What the fuck? Also, the orc army that burned all this and killed all your friends. Yeah. It was led by your former friend, Daedriel the Half-Elf. Boy, what, why? Because you never looked for him. He was actually not that far away from you in that same dungeon. What, the orc dungeon? Yep, but you left him to die. And now you learned your lesson or something, because everyone that you've ever loved is dead. Wait, none of this is canon, right? No, we're in some stupid-ass thing. Well, I mean, that's Shirington Shireville, and mm. it is fucking burning to the ground. I mean, I went, used canon. to go to that bar right there. You see that bar? It's yeah. not even a bar. It's just fire. Well, we're in somebody's fucking nightmare. And then a meteor came from the sky and crushed all of them, and everyone died, and that's the end. All right, so somebody in the writing staff is fired here at Skycast, and it's probably a good time to start talking about reducing the number of mandatory marijuana breaks here in the office. No idea what that shit was about. No, it is not canon for Liam the Monster Hunter. And whoever brothers Tim and Steve are getting kicked in the dick. Kick him in the dick. Skycast 44 will be right back after these messages, eh? Richard McDickface is a monster. Dude, he's running for senator because he hates you. Whoa, he hates babies and old people, and he wants to take college away from everyone. What? I'm telling you, he hates puppies. Who? Dick McDickface. He's running for senator. No, I don't pay attention to well, that. Well, you should because he wants all your Smurf berries. Oh, what? Richard McDickface, if he's allowed to be senator, he's going to outlaw Hot Pockets and blowjobs. What? If you vote for him, the world will explode. Well, that can't be a real... It will explode. All the scientists agree with me. Well, that doesn't seem right. You don't know how to 
the new science. Well, why are you yelling at us, dude? Senator Richard McDickface is a cunt. His kids are addicted to drugs, and they'll never go to jail, but you'll go to jail for weed. Oh. The lobbyists fill his trough with cash like a bunch of drunken football hooligans try and fill their gullets with beer, meat, and gravy. Oh, is that a lot of lobbyists? That's a lot of lobbyists. Senator Dick McDickface will sell your future because he wants to blow up the earth with a nuclear weapon. Oh, dude, that can't be a thing. He hates Jesus and wants to end all life on earth. You sure this isn't just like one of those hyperbolic, like, attack ads? My opponent wants you to die. Oh, this is an ad for you? I'm your good buddy, Willie L. Pisslips III. What? Re-elect Willie Pisslips for senator. Oh, dude, what planet are we on? <laughs> Brought to you by the committee to re-elect William L. Pisslips III for senator of your state. And now back to Scatcast episode 24. Don't forget the dipshit files every Wednesday. Yeah, this week it's true crime. You tell him, Dave. But I just did tell him. I was trying to be colorful. Right. Well, now it's awkward. Okay. Wait a minute, Dr. Schmuggy. How'd you get the ship again? Yeah, I knew a guy. This is a pretty nice ship. It is way nicer than the space. Yeah, yeah, no one cares what you think. You're the one that asked me to come. Yeah, but you were kind of our last choice. Yeah, I was hoping Lieutenant Biambe would come in. Yeah, yeah, I brought the Russian and I brought the probe. <laughs> exactly, the spade has been left defenseless for this, so let's get it over with. What, I just wanted you to come hang out with Dr. Schmuggy. I get it, I'm a ratings boost, now what? Okay, well, first we have to go to my apartment and pick up Butkus. It's funny, while he's not on the ship, you can still smell him like he's on the ship. Yeah, Captain, be nice to Butkus, he's very sensitive about his odor. Wookie smell like poopy fur and medical tape. Oh, that is specific, but true. Right? You smell the medical tape? Yeah. Captain, please be nice to Butkus. Whatever, then we're just gonna hang out at your apartment or what? Yeah, no, then I will meet up with my cousin, Dr. Poogie. Okay, I don't like the sound of any of that. Yeah, then I will continue the training of your son, Billy Halifax. Right, okay, now finally explain to me what the fuck is going on. Why do you have my kid? I've already explained it to you. He's a prodigy. That doesn't sound right. Now, what are you fucking aliens up to? What, he's like the chosen one or something. Look, I saw him fly. I saw him shoot. He's pretty good. He's the last starfighter or something. Now, don't eh? use that propaganda on me. 80% of the cadets at the Academy were the last starfighter, Dr. Schmoggy. It is quite the effective recruiting tool. Yeah, yeah. Many questions. One, yeah. why are you interested in my kid? Yeah. Two, I have multiple dozen children. Why this one? Yeah. Three, why you? Yeah. And four, why does he have my last name? I don't even know who his mom is. Yeah. Okay, I'll answer that in reverse order. Okay. It was the last name assigned to him. All right, you mentioned that. That's weird. Yeah. To your third question, I am the only teacher of my species in this galaxy. Okay. And then your first two questions are the chosen one. The chosen one for what? It's kind of a scholarship program. Yeah, yeah. Big brother, big sister. I heard the whole spiel. Your tourism and your planet, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck are you up to, weirdo? Yeah. It is very strange and creepy. Yeah, look at the time. I think it's a time for sustenance, eh? Yeah, this is when he offers us poop beetle sandwiches. Yeah, I'm all out of poop beetle, but I do have shit lizard. Oh, fuck you. God damn, Dr. Schmuggy, this is a swanky-ass fucking apartment. Yes, don't touch the walls. They're electrified. Okay. Who is your interior that decorates? The Satan? Right, that was a good attempt, Slev, and you're right. Yeah, what? It looks like H.R. Geiger threw up in your apartment. Yeah, many of these art pieces are priceless. Yeah, it kind of seems like you're obsessed with other creatures' cocks there, Dr. Schmuggy. Yeah, what? Well, let's just enjoy this piece. That is the famous Dong Donatete. Yeah, it's just a painting of a huge dick coming out of that guy's head. Yeah, Captain, that is worth 80 million credits. Holy fuck, can I have 50,000 credits? Yeah, get fucked, eh? Yeah, his species didn't get rich by handing out money. Can I borrow 52 credits? 3,000% interest. Holy fuck. Yeah, don't think I've been down this road before, Slab. Ugh. There's no shame in trying. You should just probably steal some stuff while you're here. Everything is electrified. I bet they didn't electrify the towels in the bathroom. Ooh, okay. Those are electrified too, fuck ass. Yeah, yeah, whatever. How did you get so wealthy? Wealth 
through keen management and fiscal responsibility. Oh, God, don't let him bullshit. He's lived for centuries. Like, you can't put away a little fucking nest egg after a thousand years. What the fuck good are you? Yeah. Also, his people have harnessed the power of galaxies. Yeah, yeah. They're basically gods. You don't think they could put some real estate away or figure out the stock market? Goddamn, I was just asking. Well, the answer is he's cheating because he's old. Yeah, just don't touch anything. Don't yeah. Hey, but guess it's me. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. I know you were electrocuted. Yes, I had to turn on the electric walls so these cunts wouldn't steal from me. Well, that little weird statue right there could probably change Slev's life, huh? It's worth 500,000 credits, yes. Holy fuck, Skissy. Yes, yes, my friend. It is good to see you, too. Yes, yes, I know. You wouldn't have got electrocuted if you would have stayed off the couch, though, eh? Yes, I forgive you. We'll just have Fluffer vacuum. Yeah, don't bitch about it. Just get it done. Is there a bathroom around here a Slev can use? Yeah, I have a thorax evacuation chamber. Yeah, it's probably safer to shit your pants, Slev. Oh, blight. This really is a much nicer ship. Whatever, you've been on the spade for over a decade, how dare you? What, these chairs on bridge are nice and sturdy, feel good. Don't let the fake leather and clean floors lead you to betray the spade. What, there's not one peanut shell on floor? The spade's Roomba droid has been broken for months and you know hey, it. Will you two shut the fuck up? I'm trying to find the right landing port, fuck. Hey, what do you mean you think it's C7? Yes, but the parking chip says C9. Uh, yes, Billy, look, that's Dr. Smoggy, see? Yeah, I know Dr. Poogie. Dr. Smoggy is like a hero to me. Right, well... He's the greatest of the guitars. Right, well, you're spitting on me. There should be trumpets here to greet him. Yeah, I don't know why there'd be trumpets. Quickly, we should run to greet them. Yeah, I don't want to run to greet them. Uh, the door is opening. I know, calm down, Dr. Poogie. I must go to him. No, okay. Dr. Smoggy. Yes, yeah, this is my cousin. Let me handle this. Gross. Dr. Smoggy. Uh, I'm so happy to see you. Uh, hello, Dr. Poogie. I kept Billy Halifax safe. Uh, well, you probably shouldn't have brought him to the spaceport. Uh, oh, fuck. It's okay, Dr. Poogie. We're here now. Uh, this is the second or third one of you I've met. Uh, Captain. I'm just saying it's amazing how unattractive you cunts are. Uh, uh, this is my cousin, Dr. Poogie. Uh, uh, you can put that away. I'm not touching that. Is this Gunner Halifax? Uh, yes, this is the one. Uh, I see my fame precedes me. Worst alien in the universe. I like to say the most fearsome space pirate of all time, but whatever. Well, worst alien in the universe? The Halifax line is responsible. For the dilation no, no, of time. Yeah, that's enough, that's enough. No, no, wait, what was he saying between spitting on me? It's nothing you need to know about. It was directly about my family line. Hey, speaking of your family line. Yeah, hey. Hello, bastard child of mine. Goddamn, Captain. No, it's fine. I know he's the worst alien in the universe. No, I told you not to listen to these fucking aliens. Right, well, I'm Billy Halifax. Is your mom Savannah? No. Sierra? No. Cascadia? No. Appalachia? She's not named after mountains. Look, I haven't been to Earth in years, and I have a weird type. Her name is Susan. Susan. Oh, Misty. Goddamn it. She went by Misty Mountains. Okay. And you should be proud of her. You probably went to private school, didn't you? Yeah. You know, strangely enough, I've seen her within the last ten years. I'm not sure why she didn't tell me about you. Hey, that doesn't matter. Let's go to the thing. Yeah, what thing? Hey, the transport. We have much training to get to. Hey. Now, don't look at me, kid. I don't know what this alien's up to either. It's all very weird. Yeah, and gross, huh? Yeah, it is pretty yeah. gross. Five minutes with you and he's already being a cunt to my whole species. boy. So what in the name of Beavis fucking Bordak are we doing out here? Hey, you were not recruited in the same way as Billy. Yeah, my father was Gunnar Halifax Jr. and he fucked shit up. Yes, we identified you early. But Billy's development is different. I don't understand. You know, these fucking aliens pretend they're playing 4D chess, but really they're cheating at checkers like cunts. Hey, there is a much larger mission at play, Captain. Right, well, why am I involved in it, and why is he involved hey, in it? Dr. Schmogie's mission is always to serve mankind. Whatever, and I'm the fucking worst alien in the universe. Sounds like it. He absolutely has to be up there. Uh, shut up. Why are we hiking to this fucking place? This possible uh, training uh, experience. Uh, God damn it, Dr. Schmogie. Uh, what? Why are there so many oozy things spurting off of your species? 
species. Yeah, well, you see, Captain, Dr. Poogie here is going through a process under no, the moonlight. I don't care. But of all the species that I've ever met, you guys should wear clothes. Yeah, well, you see, on the account of our acid sacks. I don't care. Put a tarp on or something. You do burn holes in all the seats you'll sit in on space. Yeah, I've been asking for special seats for years. Yeah, well, give me a billion dollars. Yeah, he's talking schmuggy's chode lips. Wait, you have lips on your chode? And teeth, fuck you. <laughs> you must quiet your mind, Billy. Okay. okay. Breathe in through your flackle tube and out through your schmacknar beats. I don't have those things. No. He wants you to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Okay, well, that's how you breathe, yeah, right? Quiet, Captain Halifax. Well, if we're going to sit here and watch this, I mean, he doesn't have schmacknar bits. Yeah, it's my mistake. Shut up. All right, whatever. Yeah, breathe in from the two little holes right. and out through the big stinky hole. Well, you want him to breathe out of his butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Okay, now just breathe. Okay, okay, I'm breathing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, now listen to Dr. Smoky. Being the last starfighter. Well, for fuck's sake. He's more than just sitting in the machine and killing people, eh? For a human to survive, you need to learn to unlock the inner cunt that all human beings possess. Wait, what? No, listen to him. Don't forget to breathe. Okay. As a Halifax, you have a very unique trait. Halifax charisma? Halifaxes both don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves. Caring about me is a full-time job. But also care very deeply what others think of them. I do like the awards. They also seem to stumble into very important universal events, and we can fucking stop them. Wait, what's going on? Yeah, just keep breathing. Okay, okay. Now few humans will be able to sit in a starfighter like you will be able to sit in. Wait, are you putting them in a double vey wing? Yeah, quiet, Captain. We know you can do it, Billy. Because of your very high scores on Crossy Road, Angry Birds 5, and Star Wars Squadron VR. Wait, because of video games? Yeah, seriously, because of video games? Yeah, we used to go off pinball and asteroids, so fuck you. And hey, don't stop fucking breathing. Right, sir. Now I want you to picture yourself inside the cockpit. And it's like a normal cockpit except for it's very slimy. Mm-hmm. Keep breathing. And at first you will feel like you want to swallow your tongue and your neck will want to break. But you'll get used to that shit. I'm almost certain Misty Mountains didn't sign a waiver for this. Enough. Billy, drink this. Ew, gross. What is it? Drink it. The space military is stupid. I'm with you, kid. Drink it, Billy. Yes, drink it, drink it. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, that's, that's awful. Yes, now back to breathing. I'm trying not to throw no, up. Guaranteed his mom did not sign off on this shit. Breathe, you little fuck. Right, right. Now again, picture yourself in the cockpit that's slimy. Space Gross. Fucking hell, right? You're traveling at speeds that you couldn't even imagine. Eh? The ship responds to your every move. Imagine yourself in battle. Eh? Imagine the ship you've seen before. Be the ship, Billy. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yes, Billy, you are now in a simulation. Ah, uh, this is disgusting. Eh? Get over it because you can die in the simulation. This yeah. mom definitely did not sign off on this shit. Yeah. Yes, yes, Billy. Not. Concentrate. Okay. Concentrate, I, Billy. I am. I Dr. Schmuggy, the kid's foaming at the mouth. It's all part of the training. Holy shit, this thing. Flies great. Yes, Billy. Be the ship. Okay, this is your final test. Now, I see there's more drugs involved. Yeah. I'm ready for the training to end. Now, we've been here two weeks now. Uh, this is shitty vacation spot. And they got mosquitoes the size of sports balls. Wait, what kind of sports ball? No, no, big sports balls, whatever. Yes, bugs are big like medicine ball. Okay, well, that's a sports ball, isn't it? No, it's more medicine ball. It doesn't have medicine inside of it. It's a fucking sports thing. It's for sports. Well, it's more like health training, so it's more like medicine. Yeah, could you two shut the fuck up, please? Eh? Seriously, half the reason this has taken so long is because of you two. Well, I wanted to be here for this weird thing that you're going going through because of this alien and whatever fucking universal systems that I don't understand. And I'm here because he pretty much owns me. Right, that's why he's whatever. here. Whatever. What must I do, Master Schmoggy? You see that cave in there? Yes. Inside that cave, you will face your fears. Okay. But first here, drink this shit. Okay. Why is all the training about hallucinogenic <laughs> drugs? Yuck. Now go face your destiny. Okay. Now don't look at me. This is all creepy and weird. Thank you for being here. Ma'am, you're doing good at the creepy weird thing, so, you know, 
Try not to die, try not to screw it up. Okay. I don't understand any of this. I went to Space Academy without having to do this kind of shit. Well, as evidenced by Dr. Poogie, Dr. Schmuggy and his people are creepy and weird. Whatever, when Billy Halifax returns from that cave, he will be ready to pilot the double wing in battle. Wait, what's that sound? His final test has been initiated. You turn that cave into a drug-induced simulation? Yes. God damn, what kind of drugs are those? And can I have some of those drugs? And give me those drugs. I want those drugs. Give me the drugs. No. Captain's Diary, star date, numbers and stuff. I'm back on the spade, when I just sent a kid I didn't know existed to Space Academy in the weirdest possible fucking way. That was very strange. Now, this isn't a duet, Lieutenant Sidesef. You're standing on the bridge talking to yourself, Captain. Right, well, my kid decided to go to Space Academy after being told he's the last starfighter or some shit and then given a whole bunch of hallucinogenic drugs. He said it was standard procedure. Yeah, whatever, fuck aliens. Yeah, I'm standing right here. No, oh, eh? there is no God, your face. Yeah. Captain, I don't understand any of the things that are going on. I don't either, bookish mug is stupid. Hey, no, we're just getting warmed up, eh? Whatever, fuck that, and I still smell that Wookiee. He better not be on this fucking ship. Eh, no, he's not. I know you smuggled him on the ship. Eh, no, 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 no. I can smell me. Smell those band-aids? It smells like band-aids or bandages. Yes, and poopy fur. Yeah, but just medical tape or something, eh, right? Eh, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Get your dumb Wookiee off my ship. Eh, he's not here. He's on my ship. Okay, well, you can see why I don't want him on this ship if I can smell him when he's on another ship. Eh, come on. No. Eh, will you do Book of Smoggy next week? No. Eh, I'll give you money. All right, fine. Eh, I don't want to go next week. All right, well, I can't leave the ship without a commanding officer. Eh, eh, Lieutenant Bambi, why won't you come? I can't leave, because if we leave it with Scotty McScotsman. I'll turn it into a pirate ship in the weekend. Right, he'll pillage and plunder. Hey, we can't give it to Lieutenant Sightsev because he's him. Hey, what in the fuck? I mean, I guess we could leave Probe in charge. <laughs> no, he'll do the pirate thing too. Hey, we'll just park the ship and fucking give these guys a vacation. Eh, come on. Yeah, we're pretty much wanted in every spaceport in this part of the galaxy. Man, like four sectors. Hey, they'll be there. I seriously don't want to. Look. Thank you to Mrs. Scriptkeeper, most amazing wife and partner on Earth. Thank you to Don the Shitbox Wizard. Dude brings it fucking hard every day. Huge thanks to motherfucking Chris the Discord Dookie Slayer. He slays Dookie in the Discord every fucking day. And big thanks to Bodhi the Quartermaster, who quartermasters the shit out of things that need to be mastered by quarters. Also much love to the Godhead and to the garbage disposal. And to all my bosses in the litter box. And to you, like 10 or 15 scat sacks that tune in every week. There's like thousands of them. Well, I'm only talking to one. Who, me? No, you. Have a wonderful day. And I'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Sleep, sleep, little baby. Sleep, little baby, you sleep. Skakas is here to harvest your fears and show you the horrors of life. It's Skakasner's fairy rhymes. This was like a collection of them, man. Yeah, I think they got that. Bing bong. <laughs> I like the shit on me.